0: We're going to be talking about that as well. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, and on the gram, at Lisa Evers. Post your comments there, and we'll read some of them on the air. And this is a good time right now to text your friends and family. They can be anywhere in the United States, even in many parts of the world. If they can't hear Hot 97 on the radio, they can hear it on the app, iTunes, the uh, TuneIn Pro app, TuneIn app, iHeartRadio app, and also we're streaming live on our website on hot97.com all over the United States so they can listen to the show that way as well. Now, the funeral for 31-year-old Lionel Chinks Pickens was held on Tuesday in Queens. Hundreds and hundreds of people turned out to say goodbye to him, as well as community leaders who were there to make a statement about the gun violence that took his life. And it's a, a shame. It's a tragedy. A lot of people felt this very, very closely because they followed his career, followed his progress, and uh, he was on the brink of realizing some of his biggest dreams. So far, police have not made any arrests in this case. They have been questioning people. There is a tips line set up. There is a reward, a $2,500 reward, one 800 tips If you have any information, but uh, I questioned the chief of detectives of NYPD at a press conference, and he said they are working on the case. There's no direct video of it happening and no direct eyewitnesses contrary to what you might be reading on uh, different Internet posting and social media sites. The Chinks was part of French Montana's Coke Boys crew was about to release his first album. Many other artists, including Diddy and Jay-Z, paid their respects to him on social media and on stage. They also denounced the senseless violence that took his life and continues to take way too many lives in our communities. Chinks leaves behind his wife, Janelle, and their three children. We're going to hear from Janelle in just a moment, and also from our special uh, panel. Plus, we'll take your telephone calls at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, at Lisa Evers, with your comments, and uh, we're going to be talking about all of these issues as well, and taking your phone calls, too, at 1-800-223-9797. Joining us in studio is Janelle Pickens. She is the widow of Chinks. She's the mother of three children and bravely coming out here and coming on the air with us this morning to talk with us. Janelli, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me, Lisa.
0: Thank you. Also with us is Dricky Graham. He's an artist, friend, and label mate of Chinks on E1. Um, his, one of his joints is Snapbacks and Tattoos, We Up, featuring Sebastian Michael. And we're going to talk with him about that. Um, what it was like working with him. Dricky, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Also with us is Rob Markman. He's a senior hip-hop editor, MTV News. You also see him in in many of my Fox 5 pieces when we're covering hip-hop topics. Uh, Rob, thanks for being with us. And also with us is Derek Parker. He's a former NYPD detective. He's known as the hip-hop cop. He created the hip-hop police in the NYPD. He's the co-author of the book Notorious COP, The Inside Story of Tupac Biggie. And the Jam Master J Investigations. Derek, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Shanduke McFadder. He's the founder of GMAC, that's Gangsters Making Astronomical Community Changes. Formerly incarcerated, now he is working with the youth in Brooklyn to try and stop the violence. I was out there this week in East Flatbush uh, visiting them. You can see that piece on lisaevers.com and uh, seeing the work that they're doing with the teens there to, to keep them out of that lifestyle that ends up with them either dying or behind bars. But, but before we get into some of these other issues, I want to speak very personally with Janelle, with Janelle about uh, what you've been going through. First of all, our condolences to you. I know m- many, many people have just admired how you've handled everything these past couple of weeks because it had to be really tough for you.
1: Yeah, it has. Um, it still seems unreal. Um, it just still feels like he's, he's on vacation or well, he's somewhere working for a couple of days as he normally would and he'll be coming home at some point and then it's like you have your moments where you sit back and you think about everything that's going on and it's like it's the reality that he's never walking back through those doors. You know, his kids are waking up looking lost and hurt because they just st- there's so many unanswered questions like why? Like who would do this to him? You understand? It, it leaves a a hole in them as, as well as me, you understand, because it's, we just don't understand why him. We, it just doesn't make sense to us. Now your four-year-old son, Lionel Jr., how has yeah. that been for him? What have you been telling him? Um, it's hard. It's hard because he doesn't understand. So to him, it's like, all right, I understand you say daddy's sleeping and you know he's with God's angels, but when is he coming back? and he wakes up asking for him. He questions why there's so many people at the house and why you know why 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 does everyone cry and he just doesn't understand death. So to him it's just like okay, he's supposed to come back. And it's like what do you tell him? What was it like for you that night? And how did you find out? Oh man. Um but prior to the night that everything happened, I knew he was going to perform at a local club for a friend of his, uh, a DJ that was hosting a party. Um, He had wanted me to go with him. I was, I was too tired. It was already like 12.30. I'm like, you know, you just go. I'll see you when you get home. He's like, fine. You know, he was coming straight home after he wasn't getting into anything else. About 5 o'clock, I woke up. And I'm like, okay, it's 5 o'clock. Like, I ain't hear from him. He's not home. Like, I know the club's closed. So where is he? So I start calling him. I didn't get an answer. About two minutes after I called him for the third time, I get a call from his manager. Now, I thought his manager was with him. So when I got that call, I'm thinking he's calling me back from the manager's phone. I answer. His manager asked me, Have I spoke to him? And I'm like, No, I'm calling him, but he's not answering. He said, I just got a call from a detective, and um, they said he's been shot, and he's been taken to Jamaica Hospital. And I'm like, stop playing with me. Like, don't play with me like that. And he's like, I wish I was playing with you. He said, I'm so serious. And he gave me the detective's number. I called the detective, and they said, um, you know, he's he's been shot in Queens, and uh, we have him at Jamaica Hospital. I'm like, well... I started asking questions, you know, who he was with, where's his car, what's going on. They're like, we just need you to come down here. And when they asked me, did I drive, and I said, yeah, and he said, we suggest you come with somebody. I knew it wasn't good news. I must have got to Jamaica Hospital in probably five minutes. I ran every red light. I didn't stop at no stop signs. I ran into that hospital, and as soon as I got in that room, I just demanded answers because they were like, you know, slowly telling me the story. I'm like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? They're like, you know, they're telling me two male uh, victims were in the car. One was shot and was in surgery. The other one was pronounced dead on arrival. And I'm like, well, who was it? And when they said his name, I was just like, my heart just dropped. Like, this isn't real. Like, you kidding me and they're like no he was shot multiple times in his car and then when i found out the location i'm like he was five minutes from home he was literally one exit away from home and he was just right there and i'm like i don't understand like how did this happen like you know and and still i'm demanding answers from them every day like what's going on like tell me something, like, is, have y'all found out anything? Like, what about the cameras? Like, I've even went to the scene and did my own detective work and asking, we asking questions, and we're requesting to see these videos and these businesses that's around in. and we're pointing out different areas to them, just making sure that they're on top of every little thing because it's like, my number one goal is I just refuse for this to be brushed under the rug as uh, an, an, another one dead like, in the hood, or another one, you know, uh, another superstar gone, or another rapper gone, like, and it just get brushed off as an unsolved mystery. Uh, we've been through that already with Stack Bundles. Like, I, I refuse to let it happen again, and that's the hard part that it hit us twice because Stack Bundles was also a part of our family, very close family. He was the godfather of my daughter. So it's like this can't be happening again. It's hard. It's it's very hard. And we admire your courage so close to such a devastating loss and
0: just having to be so strong for your kids and be a mom in the meantime, you know, while all this is going on, while you're going through it, to come on the radio, to come on Hot 97 Street Soldiers and really talk about, the, give people an idea of this personal impact of this violence now this also came at a time like you and Chinks were on the verge of making some some big life decisions tell us about that yeah
1: you know things we've been together since we was I was 15 years old he was eight we were kids you understand so we've been through a lot he was incarcerated for four years I was there for him Um, that's when we decided to get married came home we had another child so we started to build our family Um, you know as growing up you go through things. It, every relationship does. Um, but recently, we sat down and we started to really discuss our future. Like, we have three kids who we have to set examples for. You understand? They're watching everything we do. Everything that goes on in this household will affect them some way or another. So we have to get it together. You know? And he was on, for the first time in <laughs> a long time, he was on the same page with me. And we started talking about different business ventures and different things we could do to 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 include the fans more into his life. And um, you know, his number one goal was to buy our first home. That's what he really was focused on was finally buying a home, like um, and just getting his kids in a different environment. He really wanted to take them out of this, so they didn't have
0: to go through what he went exactly. through coming up in Far Rockaway. Exactly,
1: both of us because we both came from there. You know we've we haven't had the silver spoon lifestyle, so his main goal was to just give them something way different than what we had, and it's so crazy because one of our last conversations, we were out shopping for our home, and he says to me, "The only thing I want to make sure is that we don't live regular. I don't want to live regular. Like there's too much out here to just settle for being regular," and he knew that his talent and what he had planned and how hard he was going to work for it would get him there and that's all he cared about and he also had a a, a very charismatic personality
0: tell us about that and the jokester
1: (laughs) yes he was he was he saw he could dance i'm sure many have seen the videos that are circulating on that we posted on uh instagram and facebook and that's 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 what he loved to do. Just have fun with the people that were closest to him and that's the thing like to the people that didn't know him he was quiet he was humble he did what he had to do and he kept it moving but to the people that actually know him and and spent time with him and got close to him they know that he's a clown and he jokes all day he loves to dance he plays around sometimes too much like and, and those are the things that I want everybody to remember him for. You understand? I remember that. What do you, what do you say to people anybody who might know
0: something cuz the detective said where this happened and I was there that day um and a couple other times after that. Where it happened, coming off the off the highway there on Main Street, right at Queens Boulevard, it's almost like a blind spot where there's no direct cameras like they have at the intersections and the stores. And because Briarwood's kind of a nice, you know, it's a nice neighborhood in Queens, it's not like every store has a camera on the outside. It was kind of a blind spot. Mm-hmm. And then also that there at that time of the morning, it's not like a big hangout neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really any eyewitnesses that were there. There was no yeah. like little grocery store that was open or anything like that. So what, what do you say to people that, that, that might know something that maybe could help the, help the police get who's responsible for this?
1: You know, I, I just said something about this a couple days ago. It's like the streets want to live by this no-snitching code until it hits their family. You understand? Like everybody wants to follow this, this code of the streets, and it's like until it affects you personally... Then you'll understand Because I get it Everybody want to mind their business Everybody doesn't want to get involved But as I've said I feel like there's nobody in this world Who has a secret that they haven't told somebody You understand Everybody has somebody they confide in Or somebody they says something to That Will lead you to, to, to Know that okay Maybe he got something to do with this You understand And it's like i just wish somebody would say something just something um just to give them a break yeah because it is hard you understand the details of the whole situation it it, it does make things so complicated i've went out there myself i know that whole area and it's just like wow like they knew what they was doing they looked too planned like that's what people were saying it, it, it's just unbelievable how it, was, how, how it all happened and it's just like it, it wasn't no random act exactly it was, it was this wasn't just a fight not, that, that, that that got just, out of hand that wasn't no random act you're not just sitting around Queens Boulevard with, with waiting, for guns, waiting, for, waiting for a Porsche to pull up waiting for a target no that's, that's not happening especially not in that area yeah. you got the precinct right downstairs you got the courthouses down the, you're just <clears> not doing that let me just ask you this, and then I want to bring in our, our panel because I know sure. they have a lot to say on
0: this, and 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 can help us understand this this, this whole scene because there's so many different arenas where this this is playing out and reverberating. Because there were a lot of New York rappers that were looking at at your husband as wow, you know, he's helping mm-hmm. to bring some attention to to New York he rap. Had
1: a lot of love and respect.
0: Yeah, totally. And was his. His feeling about the streets and the street life, the guns, the violence, the things that he had once been caught up in. As a a father, had that kind of changed? Like he dropped the the drugs from his name?
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. His number one goal was to never have to turn back to the streets. He lived that life. He did his four years in jail. And his promise was to never go back. And that's all he cared about so he knew that his only option was to take this all the way to the top was music there was no option for failure Yeah, at all and there was there was no option to go back into the streets and sell drugs he wasn't having it he didn't even want that around him because he didn't want to get caught up in it
0: into that whole that whole lifestyle at all. wow uh dricky graham you you worked with chinks you were on the e1 with him what was it? What was it like? And and our condolences to you too, because you were a very close friend of his.
2: Um, actually, I as wanna, an artist, tell us. B- before I start, I want to send my condolences to Janelle.
0: Thank
3: you.
2: And your kids. Thank and you. And Chinx's family and the Coke Boys, and um, you know, I met Chinks through a mutual friend of ours through the Coke Boys, uh Ted City, and we met at a Hot ninety seven event. And like she just described, he was a very humble, you know, quiet individual. And so everybody here knows him, right? You know, we we uh. You know, when we first clicked, it kind of was like a weird similarity because we both have the same type of qualities. Like when I walk in a room, I'm kind of low reserved to myself until I'm able to get open, like she said, get goofy, get laugh. And, and so it's like we understood each other. And he was so determined with the music that, like she said, he was going to make it. And when he came over to E1, it was an exciting day for all of us. Even my vice president, um, Gabrielle Peluso, had told me that, you know, me and chinks was like one, two of the artists that they were so excited to work with and they, they couldn't wait. to what he was going to do, what he was going to bring to the table. And I know that he was happy to get that deal on the table. I just think that this is a really, you know, senseless, unfortunate. I'm coming from, um, the streets of Newark, New Jersey. So I know violence very well. Oh yeah. And, um, it's just, it's just one of those things that's sad. like we, we do music, and you know the same thing as movies, the same thing you know as TV is entertainment, and I think that a lot of people take the lifestyle and try to take it too far. you know They try to take uh, the industry and the music and they, they get blinded and think that this is all like, you know, I guess something more than what it really is, but this man was really trying to work for a better life, feed his kids. And you took that away from his kid, you took that away from his wife, you know what i mean i, I don't i don't understand i don't understand either I, I would need answers too i, I, th- would be looking I think for every answers I too. think
0: everybody wants answers on this Rob markman, senior editor uh for hip hop at m t v news when you hear about this, just first of all give us a picture of where chinks was from a you know from a music industry standpoint from, from a music standpoint chinks was was definitely on the verge. um We had a
4: show over at m t v called Rat Fix Live. Um, that we had him on in in 2012 and he came up with French and Missy Elliott and Freestyle for us and we used to have a segment called Mixtape Daily where we covered his cocaine riot um, mixtapes all the time so he was definitely somebody at at MTV that we had our eye on I know Hot 97 knows because they used to spin the records all the time he had a record like Feelings in um, 2013 that that felt like that could go you know, and and being signed to Coke Boys and close to French Montana, and with when French's star grows, it felt like Chinks was was next. You know, and that's usually the way it works in hip hop. Like you know, we might get a Kanye West who establishes himself, and then we get a Big Sean who comes right up from from under him. So he had that type of potential. And, you know, it, it really felt like Chinks was on his way. He was a guy who was rooted in New York City but understood global appeal and understood how to do different sounds and make different types of records. So, um, I mean, a lot of potential lost right now.
0: Definitely. Shanduke, when you heard about the... Uh, you're out on the streets working with the youth now and and East Flatbush and other parts of the city, but especially in Brooklyn. What struck you about this?
5: Uh, once again, just like... Everybody else, I give my condolences to the family, especially the wife, um, the children. Uh, You know, coming from the streets, we we see things differently, and a lot of people don't want to say that. You know me, I ain't never been one to bite my tongue. And the first thing that came out was, um, you know, he was shot because, you know, somebody was just jealous, right? But real G's from the streets know that's not the case, right? Just like she just said, um, the area where it was, you got to respect what it is. That man was lined up, you know, and you got to ask yourself, you know, how, you know, who pushing buttons like that for our talent? We losing too many good people because somebody's jealousy is sitting somewhere and they don't know how to deal with it. Um me knowing, like I've met Chinks, um we don't have a long-standing relationship, but you know, a lot of people that I'm in tune with um introduced me to the brother a little while ago. And his aura, his energy, the people that he's around, the people I've spoken to have never said he's done anything that call for that to happen to him, right? So you got to ask yourself, you know, what are the values and the morals of the people who who saw this man, the saw the potential that he had and made that decision? You know, what was the real cause of this? And that's what we have to get down to. You know, what makes a person sit behind somewhere and push a button like that? Because at the end of the day, that's what it was. That was a lineup.
0: And it was a very conscious yeah. from where it was the scene and everything like that was Let me bring yeah. in our retired NYPD detective Derek Parker and uh, Derek, you you started the hip hop Police, which the hip hop police got a very bad name among a lot of people in hip hop because of being followed and that type of thing. But your whole point was to solve these unsolved murders that were happening with people in the hip hop industry. that's correct. and when you looked at the when you look at the case of chinks, when you look at what happened to him, what strikes you about that?
3: Well, the first thing that strikes me about that was that I knew because I got notified by social media with Twitter and Instagram, and everybody was posting it, and people were calling me, I knew exactly what was planned. This was something that was definitely planned, and it was something somebody close into his camp that was responsible for this. So I knew right away that this was a setup. You think it was a setup? Definitely. And
0: what else can you tell us about that? Because I know you've been talking to some of the people that are involved in the investigation.
3: Well, I've been... Uh, You know, helping the NYPD out as much as I can uh, to, you know, give them information and to put them in the right track so they can go out and do certain things. Because sometimes they need help, you know, they need the public's help and they need other people's help to go out and to uh, try to solve, you know, this particular murder.
0: All right, let me let me invite everybody to jump in whenever they want. One eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. That's one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. Rob, it just seems like to a lot of people this this case brought people flashbacks, you know, to other cases that we've seen the stack stack bundles, to uh, you know, the, the, uh, even going back to Biggie and back to Tupac, Jam Master Jay, to so many of these, and then other artists that were aspiring that we never saw arrests on.
4: Yeah, and you know the stack bundles. Um case is eerie because you know chinks came up with stacks in, in the riot squad and um you know for, for for it to happen in in a semi-similar way is is really eerie but you know it just comes down to, again in hip-hop these murders go unsolved you know and and these things there's no justice brought to it and you know it, it's just sad rappers are are, are our targets, you know what I'm saying? Because we come up out of the same communities and in, in, in the hood, so to speak, and there are a lot of people looking at you with, with jealousy, um, with jealous eyes, but at the same time, there's people looking at you with um, inspirational eyes. If Chinks can make it out, I can make it out too. Um, it's, it's just sad that we're not kind of celebrating this, and Chinks wasn't a superstar. he He was on the verge, so he was still close enough to the streets to still have to move around in the streets, but still, with Diddy and Rick Ross and, and, and the biggest guys in the game, so it's a difficult position to be in um, when you come from these type of neighborhoods. And I think Biggie, Jam Master J, Big L, Freaky Tide, we can go back to DJ Scott LaRock like it goes it's been like there, this. there's a
0: long 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 list but Shan Duke the give us a perspective from the streets for people who did not come up on the streets and don't understand they're like well they're making music why can't they leave the guns and the drugs and the violence and the what you would call bad choices of friends or the guys that they grew up with that are still in that life behind them why can't why can't is it is it that easy to just shut the door and walk away
5: now, it's not that easy especially if you're a genuine person like Chinks was because if you just get up and walk away <clears throat> who are you leaving behind right you still have a, you still have relationships you still have family in the streets regardless of, of where your level is at you want to help everybody around you at the same time when you a real person who comes from, from the lifestyle um, it's also hard to just Leave leave it and know that somebody don't want to do something to you, right? So you also gotta keep the right type of energy around you. Um when you talk that talk, you live that life, people expect something from you. So you gotta carry yourself in a certain way. Right. So it's a lot of it's a lot of different things that come with that. So when you look at Ching's situation, that's his street, that's his hood. He shouldn't have he should not have a fear. Because what he, what he did in the streets wasn't something that caused for that to happen to him. So why would he just all of a sudden say, I'm doing good, and let me lead the hood? This is the problem that we have now. And this is why we don't have good leadership in our, in our hip-hop industry, because they get that same mindset. And they say, oh, that's how the streets are. That's not how the streets are. You got your individual out there like that, but you got the majority of the people who are still looking for help. And that man was trying to do that by staying in the streets.
0: And also, and also trying to change his life.
5: I mean, we can't say try to change because he made that change, all right. right? You know, and, oh, good point. That's an you know, excellent he, point. Yeah, he made that change. The music, the people try to use hip hop, you know, and say um, it advocates and it promotes. Now it's it's embedded in our community. Before before the hip hop, we had violence. You know, when we was enslaved, we had violence. So we we can't, we ain't going to use something that our community has this one of the very few ways of getting out and try to take that back from us by saying it's the cause of violence. It's the state of mind that's the cause of violence. M- movies, you know, you got Grand Theft Auto up to five, more violent than, than the hip hop that we talking about. So we gotta really look at society, not look at an artist who, who takes his lifestyle and replicates it to be successful. But we just need our young people to, to see that that's the art. The art is the music, but not the act of violence. We just need you to enjoy the music. If you want to be violent, be violent in music, but not in the streets and not harming lives. And
0: not hurting other people. All right, 1-800-223-9797. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to tell you about what happened in Brooklyn over the weekend. Cops seized drugs, at least five guns, at a rap video shoot. We're going to tell you about that. And also, uh, take your phone calls, one 800 223 That's 1-800-223-9797. And listen all weekend for your chance to win tickets to Summer Jam 2015 with Kendrick Lamar, Big Sean, Chris Brown, Trey Songs, Meek Mill, Fabulous, and so many more made hot for you by Pepsi. I'm at Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this.
6: Yeah, I'm Performing at Hot
2: 97 Summer Jam 2015. Yo, it's poppin'. It's Kenny Lamar. It's crazy because I come from the beginning where you performing in front of 20 people, changing by the minute, and the record. Over then you go to Hot 97. That summer jam feels good. Summer jam, what's up, yo? Hey, don't kill
6: my vibe. Don't kill my vibe. In the middle of top, y'all know
2: what's up. Hot 97 New York, Summer Jam, we out here, boy. Also performing live. Chris Brown, Meek Millie, Big Sean, Trey Sons, Fab, and I see y'all there. June 7th at MetLife Stadium. For the entire lineup and to buy tickets, go to Hot97.com. Made hot by McDonald's, chicken select tenders. Expect more, get
6: more, Millennium Hyundai the next three days only at Millennium Hyundai, we're having our spring cleaning inventory reduction sale. All pre-owned vehicles must go. You heard right. No reasonable offers will be refused as we look to clear out our lot. Call 1-800-NEW-KEYS. With over 500 new and used Hyundais to choose from, Millennium Hyundai is out to be the number one volume dealer in Aston Queens. Expect
4: more,
6: get more. Franklin Street, Hempstead.
4: Millennium Hyundai.
6: Right now, the Home Depot has $5 off one-gallon cans and
2: $20 off five-gallon buckets of our most durable, top-rated paints and stains. With the best price of the year on our top brands, Bear, Glidden, and Ralph Lauren, it's time to start summer, start painting, and really start saving. Let's do this with summer's best savings on our top paints and stains. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only valid through May 31st by rebate. You're wearing top-of-the-line boots to hike the scenic Rockies, but you're still wearing your indoor eyeglasses in the
6: glare of the sun?
7: mom? What? Where?
6: Next time experience Experio UV superior polarized sun lenses and experience the difference.
3: Look Katie an
8: eagle.
6: They eliminate 100% of blinding reflective glare and offer ESPF 50 plus the maximum UV protection available.
9: Ask your eye care professional
6: about Experio UV superior polarized sun
2: lenses in your prescription for the best vision under the sun. Bobby you here
9: again. Yeah my
2: doctor told me to reduce stress at work so I come to Buffalo Wild Wings to eat lunch and watch sports. I get to pick one of seven entrees like Sam Sandwiches and salads, plus one of seven sides.
5: Well, I
1: like sides.
6: It's so affordable, I can finally take a vacation. Where are you going to go?
1: Here, Tim, here.
7: Introducing the new beat Dubs fast break lunch menu, starting at a new low price. Dine in or
8: order takeout weekdays between 11 and 2. Participation and availability may vary. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports.
6: Ever have the feeling that the whole world is conspiring to keep you waiting? The doctor's office. Boring, waiting for the plane boring long morning commute epic boring but i am bored no more since i got the nook reading app 4.0 right on my phone for free i have my pick of over 4 million books and magazines to keep me thoroughly entertained visit your app store and download the nook reading app today it's an essential visit nookapp.com for details Getting engaged is a big step, and that's why Jared, the Galleria of Jewelry, offers you a lifetime commitment. You can choose from up to 10,000 loose diamonds to create her one-of-a-kind ring. Plus, Jared will match any price on like diamonds from any other jewelry store. Then, we'll back it up with the Jared Perfect Bridal Plan. Free ring sizing, free diamond setting, and a lifetime diamond guarantee. It's all part of our commitment to you, and that's why he went to Jared. Find a Jared store or visit jared.com slash price match.
4: Here's your pizza and Pepsi Max. I came as fast as I could, but it took over 30 minutes, so it's free. Really? You guys still do that deal?
2: (sighs) Nice. But the pizza shop is only three blocks away. What took so long?
4: Let me tell you. It was insane. First, I got stuck behind a guy who was seriously going five miles per hour. Come on, man! Then I got stopped by some workers jackhammering a crosswalk. You gotta be kidding! Then my car got attacked by a guy in a gorilla suit. That's
6: pretty crazy. Thanks for the pizza. Gentlemen, we nailed it. Yeah. Right. Tonight, I toast my delicious Pepsi Max to you. Dan, good work on the slow cruise. Time, man. Matt and Blake, nice jackhammering. Oh,
2: thanks, man. <sighs> man
6: good. Guys, was the gorilla suit overdoing it? No. Nah. Nah. Pepsi Max, maximum taste, nothing else. Genius. Let's
9: go up to the chopper
6: now for a check on the roads. Jim? Well, Bob, I'm flying over Northern Boulevard in Long Island City, and it looks like a huge parking lot. There's got to be 3,000 vehicles down there. Jim, that's no traffic jam. You're flying over Major World! Need a quality pre-owned vehicle? Major World has got over 3,000 of them in almost every make and model. Some can be had for under $3,000. Bad credit? Don't sweat it. Go to Major World, 4340 Northern Boulevard, Long Island City, Queens, close to the 59th Street Bridge. Call 1-800-MAJOR-AUTO or go to MajorWorld.com.
3: Warning, Brooklyn! McDonald's has last chance Summer Jam tickets to turn up at the DJ mix Stage with Funk Flex. Get to 700 Broadway in Brooklyn from 2 to 4 this Monday. Enjoy the new summer break menu. Win them 2 to 4 p.m. Monday at McDonald's. 700 Broadway, Brooklyn.
7: Hey, it's Laura Styles, and here's what's hot. Calling all business owners. Circle of Sisters 2015 is taking place October 17th and 18th at the Jacob Javits Convention Center. Where else can you showcase your business to over 50,000 active consumers? For more information, log on to circleofsisters.com or call 212 659 And New Jersey Lottery's Cash for Life is hooking up a lucky winner and 15 friends with a sweet life experience at Summer Jam 2015. Log on to hot97.com slash cash for life and let us know know what you would do if you won cash for life from the New Jersey Lottery for your chance to win the Sweet Life Experience at Summer Jam.
2: What up? This is Trey Sons and this is Street Soldiers with, with Lisa Evers. Evers. Real issues, real issues, politics, politics real, people, real people, only on Hot 9.7.
0: Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Evers. We're talking about hip-hop and violence and also the life and the murder of uh, rapper Chinks, Lionel Pickens, and uh, we have in studio his wife, Janelle Pickens. Uh, Dricky Graham, an artist, friend, and label mate of Chinks on E1. Rob Markman, senior hip-hop editor for MTV News. Uh, Derek Parker, former NYPD detective, co-author of the book Notorious COP, the inside story of the Tupac, Biggie, and Jam Master J investigations. And also Shanduke McFadder, the founder of GMAC Gangsters Making Astronomical Community Changes. He's working with the youth in East Flatbush and other parts of Brooklyn to try and bring peace to the streets. And also, I wanted to let you know, uh, this. we're going to be talking about this as well, the the whole larger issue of hip-hop and violence. Um, Over the weekend in Brooklyn on Fulton Fulton Street, there was a tribute video to Chinks that was being filmed. There were several hundred people there at the video shoot, which is pretty typical for a video shoot. Um, Plainclothes cops saw a security guard. Who had this is the story with what we're hearing had a bulge in his uh, pants. They stopped a security guard. They found a gun, unlicensed gun, apparently, and then they also started searching and going through the rest of the crowd. And uh, people were arrested. There were at least five guns seized and drugs at this uh, at this you know video shoot that was supposed to be a tribute to chinks uh french montana video shoot so we're asking you what do you think about that one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. it's hip the hip-hop and violence connection can it ever just be about the music that's the question can it ever just be about the music and shouldn't we be focusing just on what happened to him 1-800-223-9797 and uh, also this happens as tomorrow june 1st kicks off uh, gun violence awareness month and let's just bring in quickly here city council member jumani williams who's been fighting this fight and helping to get funding for organizations like GMAC and other groups that are out there on the street jumani thanks for being with us
8: Thanks for having me, Lisa, and uh, thank you for always uh, talking about these issues in a real way so that people don't forget that real people are dying. And I want to offer my condolences to Chase's wife and his uh, label mate, and of course, shout out to Shen Duke, who's doing this great work in my district.
0: And Jumani, in terms of Gun Violence Awareness Month, what can we hope to see happen during that? Because everybody knows what these guns do.
8: Well, yesterday, uh, myself, Shanduk and um, some other nonprofits in Slabbers Village in my in my district uh, helped kick off the Gun Violence Winners March, uh, Gun Violence Winners Month, with a march. And the purpose for that is one: we want to make sure we take the streets uh, for peace and let the community know that uh, these young people dying are, are real people. We stopped uh, at corners where people were shot and killed. We read their names. We even stopped at uh, Kamani Gray, Chantel Davis's site who were killed by officers because they died by gun violence, to make sure people remember. And we marched young people to the, a resource fair, uh, so that we're not just talking, we're also doing things, um, bringing them to the resources with some job opportunities and some other opportunities. But for me, what happens in between those marches is what's most important, uh, the work that Shanduke is doing and others across the city. Um, we want to make sure that people are aware that these groups exist, people are aware that there are people trying to uh, get to the structural issues that are going on. Gun violence is two issues, a supply, the guns going into the communities that we need to get rid of, and a demand, a penchant for violence that we want to attack. And I think the community has a great role in doing that. If they step up their presence, step up what they're doing. I often say, everyone can do something. You can. Some of us walk by young people every single day. Don't say good morning. Don't say good night. Don't engage them. And we have to do that. There are structural issues there. We have to have personal responsibility for our actions, but we also have to get to the structural issues that many of these communities are dealing with.
0: And then Jumani, if people want to, uh, if if people want to find out more information about this, I know this is an issue that that is very very close to your heart and you've been fighting for for a long time. Where can they get more information?
8: Uh, they can reach out uh, to my office, 718-629-2900, 718-629-2900. And we'll connect you with the nearest uh, group that's doing work in your district. I know Shen Duke has additional information. because He's taking a lead role in trying to deal with gun uh, violence Awareness Month. So there's a lot of ways of entry. Um, you can do things on your own block, just in your own household. Uh, With the young people that you may have interaction with.
0: All right, uh, City Council Member Jumani Williams. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. It was great to have you on our panel, Push for Peace in Brooklyn uh, last year, and keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right, take care. Let's go to uh, Young Mike right now on the phones at one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. Young Mike, thanks for calling in. What's your question or comment, Mike? Hello. Yeah, Mike, you're on the air. Go right ahead.
7: Okay, well, in order, like you said before, you said, will hip-hop and violence ever be disconnected? I honestly believe that in the way that we're living nowadays, it wouldn't be able to happen. Why? Because there's always going to be people looking at you like, why didn't you put me on in the game? Why didn't you put me on when you made it? I was there with you. When In reality, you know, you're trying to get out that life. And in order, if you want to be put on with that person that's trying to make it out the street, you got to promote his music like it's your own music. You know what I mean? And there's always going to be people at the end that's going to look at you like, oh, I didn't get enough from you. And that's why don't you hear Meek Mill, Chinks, they talk about it in their songs like, oh, well, people still want to kill me in my own hood, blah, 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 and, yeah, the, 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 and whatnot. But it's, it, the hip-hop and violence will never be disconnected. And it sucks because in reality, music is just a motivational way to help you with emotions in order for you to become somebody and that's to help you control your emotions. You know what I mean? And music is such a beautiful thing that I believe violence should not even be connected well, to music exa- at all. Well, exactly.
0: And that's what a lot of people say. Thank you very much, Young Mike. Uh, Dricky Graham, what about that with the, the music? I mean, you came from Newark. That's mm-hmm. certainly you know, comparable to Far Rockaway in terms of the violence.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I think that, like, you know, violence is a part of hip-hop. It's always going to be a part of hip-hop. It's just it is what it is. But people don't differentiate the difference between reality and entertainment. And, you know, like I said before, like people take these things, you know, too far. I think that, like, you know, even how Rob was saying, like, you know, it's been so many deaths in this music industry. And you can even list some recent, you know, artists. Look at Lil Snoop. Look at Dopey. I've, m- I've met both of these individuals. They're my age. What do I have to look forward to? You're 23 to? years yeah, old. Yeah, 23. It's like they're dying my age. You know what I mean? And, and now, with chinks of all people, because nobody expected this. Like, and like. Why, I got, do, why, do, you, why do you say that for people that didn't know a, him? Like, it, it felt like everybody lost a brother it really did my mother called me all the way from sacramento she woke me out my sleep and said i think you need to you need to wake up i said what's going on she said your friend chinks is all over the news i woke up and it, it felt like yo somebody that it wasn't nothing like that was ever supposed to happen to happen to and it's like wait this is getting out of control you know this is this is this is crazy now and like left and right it just seems like you know artists is you know dying here and there and then like what happens it's just, you know, a RIP post. Like, right, and then life like goes you, on as normal. Exactly, like, no
0: one gets arrested. It continues. And then we see this, Janelle, when with what happened Friday night, just knowing that there were people there, where, you know, RIP t-shirts t- t- for your husband, and that there were that many guns
1: there. Well, at the same time, you have to look at it like, the people that were there more than likely had a connection with him. They have some form of relationship with him. So... Yeah, we look at it like, okay, there was guns there. Why were there guns there? But you also have to remember, we don't know who killed this man. You understand? We don't know who killed my husband. We don't know who's behind this whole setup. And as far as, like, you know, everybody I know, it's like, for all we know, the person could be standing right next to us. You understand? And then it's like, your friend just got murdered with no clue to why they don't feel safe and they definitely don't feel safe in, in them areas because Cypress Hills is the hood. Right. Definitely. So.
5: Lisa, um, I think right now what we got, when we look at that situation and you know that there's star power at a video shoot like that, mm-hmm. you also got the real streets at a video shoot like that. You also got the one, the, the up and comers, the one who want to get into the game, but are still living in street life at video shoots like that. Um, Protection, like for example, when you look at the Ching situation, I had a, you know one of my one of my comrades, my brother, is Troy Av. and I, you know I hit him ASAP, and I said, "This is why we always talk about you, have the artist, getting home, and then everybody else going home." You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's the that's that's what has. But to this happen. is
0: but this is a security. It comes down to a security issue. And the and the point it sounds like to me, Derek, grab that microphone, please. the The point that that Janelle you're making and the Shanduke are making is. Basically, there's a killer that's out there. There's, there's at least one person out there who is a murderer, who is out there on the streets, and I can understand why there would be a lot of fear when people need, you know, when people don't know who that person is, and it could be somebody that they're standing right next to. But, Derek, are there ways to secure a video shoot where you have people like a French Montana? Reportedly, Busta Rhymes was there. There were other artists, supposedly. There were, um, other artists, Joel Santana. When you have artists of that, a recognition factor that are that well known and also you know everybody knows what comes with that the cars the jewelry the watches the whole thing things that people in the hood might want to take advantage of or just take is there a way to secure something like that without people feeling so so that the artists feel safe and the people feel safe
3: sure there is i know a lot of people don't want to work with the police sometimes when they do these events they just want to go out and do them and they may notify them but i think if you go and and you know you're going to do this video, and you contact the police, and you say, hey, look, I got a video shoot that I'm doing. This is what we need, and this is what we want. I think the police will go out the way to try to provide it. And in most cases, I, I say this all the time, because I do the nightlife industry, and whenever I have events, I notify the police all the time, and I let them know that certain things, certain people are going to be at certain locations, so I'm requesting that they put extra police Which on. may draw an additional crowd. Right,
5: exactly. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, because... Your history is you created hip-hop police, right? Right, correct. Hip-hop police wasn't created to help the hip-hop industry. It was created to lock up the industry. So would, that's what the that's, Well, that's the streets. That's, the, that's how the streets I, feel.
3: I'm going to correct you on that. That's not true. Please do. When I started the hip-hop squad, my job was to reduce the violence in the hip-hop industry. The chief, and like I said, the commissioners didn't know where the violence was coming from. It wasn't just coming from New York, but it was coming from other cities such as L.A., Chicago, Las Vegas, and it was coming back to New York because New York is the birth of And the
0: this Hippos. was at the time of the, tell them, put, the put it in the era. In
3: exactly, the- and that's why I was put into action because the commissioner said to me, I need you to go in to reduce this violence. And I said, my job is to not arrest rappers or to arrest people. My job is to stop the violence. And sometimes you may have to arrest somebody to stop something. But well, people that comes break on. the law. Of course they do
0: But there were also incidents subsequent to that where many rappers, many people in the industry felt that they were being Targeted.
8: excessively
3: profiled. That, that's true. But some of them were victims. Some of them, you know, listen, some of these rappers were murdered. I mean, you had Biggie, you have Tupac. You have and many others been, that, that have been mentioned on the show here, well, I, and I've been on most of them. I've been to most of these cities. But why do these cases not
0: get solved? I mean, I think that's the fear that people feel about the murder of Chinks. It's like you look at where it happened, and you, you know they always say the longer it gets, the hard you know the longer the time it takes to solve the case, the harder it gets to solve the case. The the, the fact that it was in one of the very few places in New York City where there was you know very little, if any, video. There might be plate. Down Queens Boulevard, someplace further down. It's in. It was in an, a middle-class neighborhood. The hood. They have video cameras outside the stores, but not in those kind of. Na- you know, not in those kind of neighborhoods like Briarwood and, and Forest Hills and Kew Gardens. So it looked. A lot of people are looking at that, going like that. That was planned, and that's even more scary than just a beef where some two people start fighting and
3: somebody starts. You know, busting off the gun. You're right, but the police can't do it themselves. They need cooperation from the public. And they need people to come forward. And you, uh, the wife just put up an interesting point earlier about the no snitch rule. Everybody, everybody says, no, it's bad to snitch. It's bad to talk. Nobody wants to talk. But when these things happen, nobody wants to come forward.
0: But is there a difference between a snitch and a witness, Shanduke?
5: There's a big difference, and, and that's what we teach the young people. Um, you know, the snitch is the person who did the crime with you, who's out in the streets with you, um, and he get caught up for something and ain't got nothing to do with you, and, and the police put the pressure on him, and he give up you and somebody else. Um, Ms. That's a Ms. snitch. That's a snitch. Miss um, Jones looking out the window and, and and she see somebody shot and killed. Miss J- Miss Jones is not a snitch. She's a cooperating. She's an eyewitness. These, we and you you know what I mean when you talk. You got cooperating witness. You got many different types of witnesses. And we need to teach the people that you you know if you you want to live that life and you get seen by somebody who's not in the life, you don't take it out on them. and You don't send somebody to take it out on their families. There's a big difference between
0: you know, being a snitch and being somebody who's part of the community who don't want these things to happen in their community. All right, let's go to uh, Hassan from Long Island. Hassan, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead.
6: Hey, good morning. How are you doing? What's good going morning. How right? are you? I'm doing all right. I just wanted to comment on the uh, Death of Chinks. Rest in peace. I've met him a couple of times. He's a very humble man. Music is amazing. And I just think that hip-hop and violence go hand-in-hand hand. since the beginning. You know, public enemy, run DMC days where the rappers and the artists, they speak about their lives and their emotions and everybody who's on the outside of the box relates to it. And at the end of the day, you know, they talk about like King's, for instance, his lyrics, you know, I listen to Cokeriah five every day. And his lyrics, what he's speaking about, is literally what goes on every day in the parts where he's from. So people take that literally and they see a young king on the come up in the Panamera or whatever, the jewels like you were talking about, and like, why can't I have that? he's from the same neighborhood I'm from. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's it's not saying it's never going to stop, but it has to come to some sort of halt where you're not taking somebody's life for what they have and what they're doing to help their computer. He was
10: a hustler. He grind there. he's always he was
6: always in the studio always
0: working everybody's a lot of people in the industry were saying you know if they ever needed help they needed whatever he would do it he would work with with whoever Hassan thank you so much for the call we really appreciate it
10: appreciate it. you have a great
6: day
0: all right thank you let's go to um Cyrene from the Bronx Cyrene how are you on Hot 97 go right ahead
10: hey how you doing today Lisa all right how are you i'm doing fine i just wanted to call to say you know the violence that we're witnessing in our communities is just a direct reflection of the violence that's been visited upon us for years, you know, in this country, and until we get to the root cause of why these things took place in the first, in the first manner, we're never going to be able to eliminate the violence. We always going to be out here hating each other because we always going to be out here hating ourselves because that's what we've been talking day one. Now, so were you you,
0: say, you you said you you told uh, Rose on the phones that you were at the tribute. You were at the video yes, shoot. Yes, yes. And yes. what what was going on there? Man.
10: It's, it's just a lot of pouring out of emotion. It's the same thing you see all the time. You know, I mean, things happen to be a brother in the spotlight, so that's what we're talking about, but he's just a small example of things that go on every day in the same manner. You know, but it, like I said, too, until, until we get to the root cause of why we hating ourselves, we're never going to be able to stop this violence out here.
0: All right, thank you, thank you very much for the call. Um, Janelle, the, uh, in, in terms of the focus, there's, you have concerns about where the focus is at this point with everything?
1: Yeah, definitely do. Um I, you know, today marks 2 weeks that he's been gone and I just realized that over the last 14 days, you know, the first couple of days surfaced around his his actual murder. And then it just directed into a whole nother aspect that I feel has nothing to do with any of this. Um, you know, too many people are focused on his relationships or his personal life, and it's like it's a bigger picture here. You understand? There's no relationship greater than the one he had with his kids, no. and they lost that. You understand? So let's get our attention off the focus of who this man was dealing with or why nobody never knew he was married, and this is exactly why he lived the life that he lived. And his 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 music life was his his job. That was the entertainment. And he came part home to you life. and the kids. Yeah. And then he had his personal life that he never wanted to mix the two, never, and that was his main focus was keeping us away from all this negative energy. He just didn't want that. Like he used to always tell me, stay off of social media. Like it's, it's poison. Like people would chew you up if you left them off of social media. Like everybody thinks they know everybody's life off or, or a couple of tweets or pictures that you post on Instagram and it's like there's so much more to this man's life that you're never going to know because it's not your business.
0: And and I, I want to point out too maybe Rob Markman uh, a fellow journalist here can can jump in on this too. It's like when you when you look on the media I just want to give the, you know give this advice to people too when you're reading I'm not saying you always have to look on lisaevers.com or follow mm-hmm. me on Twitter at lisaevers mm-hmm. or watch me on Fox 5 News but the point is, there's there were stories that there were two people arrested. There were sto- all kinds of stories. Some people were making their own little mm-hmm. news reports. N- didn't even have the names right. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have his name mm-hmm. right. So it's like, if you want real information, you need to really check the source. Go to an MTVnews.com. Right. Go to go to a MyFoxNY.com. Mm-hmm. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Rob Markman on Twitter. Because when something happens, we're going to be putting it out there right away. And you know what's going to really have happened and really be verified because we just don't take, oh, so-and-so told me this, oh wow, let me tweet it out. If I'm tweeting it out, it happened.
4: Well, it's- Lisa, you know, this is Rob. I, I was in Alabama the morning that um Chinks was murdered and, and a friend of mine texted me and I, and I woke up to that news and it hit me hard because this was a, a, a guy who I've interviewed before. I didn't know him, I can't say we were friends, but we definitely had interactions and, and I felt his energy and I was a fan of his and we covered him. Um, and once I gathered myself, I mean, the first thing I did as a reporter is I can't just hop on the Internet and, and write what my friend texted me. Mm-hmm. I called the NYPD. I called the DCPI. Or, you know, desk. exactly. And every city, every department has, you know, um, an information officer. And that, and that's who you should call. You know, when there were reports that there were arrests made in, in the case, you know, it was tempting to say, hey, let's write that up and get that on the Internet. no. Let's call the NYPD mm-hmm. and let's verify this information and that's what we did yeah but it was, right, put, up, but it was
5: put up by other, other sources I, I mean you just
4: got
0: no. Not be- so just people people were putting up two people were questioned there was a, a point where people were questioned but this is what this is what they do somebody getting questioned is not the same as somebody actually being arrested this could have been somebody that walked in the precinct or somebody that but, but you know they they knew was around Lisa, there.
5: but in the streets somebody getting questioned it's like you 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 igniting the fire by doing that right because the ignorant mind don't they, they? don't understand that. They understand that if if you if you snatch up if you snatch snatch up Mike right and say Mike is being questioned in his homicide somebody else going to feel a certain way because they might feel like you may not got enough evidence on Mike but guess what you just killed my homie so now I, know, but I'm I saying from
0: a, I'm, I'm saying from an accuracy standpoint and also from a legal standpoint there's a difference people do get I understand what you're saying the perception on the streets but people do get questioned without being arrested and sometimes right. witnesses are being questioned and they're not the people that are the the targets of the investigation I just want everybody to understand that Yeah,
4: and it's our job to, to report responsibly like just the facts and going back to what Janelle said I mean this is celebrity culture we're upset with celebrities. No no disrespect, but Chinks was on the verge. He wasn't at that level. So him and Janelle's relationship, I mean, they're not Jay and Beyonce, so we're not digging into every facet of that. Um, So, you know, we didn't find it necessary to report about whatever relationships he may or may not have and, and what was going on with his wife. What we were concerned about over at MTV News was the murder Mm-hmm. The, the 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 community support, you know, with Jay Z, and, and not the rumors. It's just, it's. it's I
1: think people have to remember that's, too. Is that that's that's it's all I want? Like right. you understand? I just want everyone to get their attention off the negative and off the unnecessary because at this point, it's irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. You understand? So I just want everybody to get back on point and realize that we still have an unsolved crime here.
0: No, absolutely. And that's that's why we wanted to do the all. show today, and we, we appreciate you coming in. Let me just bring in uh, real quick Sebastian. It's, Sebastian, is it El Kubi?
9: Yes, yes, it
0: is. Okay, uh, we're going to have to get you back on another show when we have a little bit more time because we had some breaking news here over the weekend that we needed to discuss. But you're a hip-hop culture historian, and what's your take on this, this latest episode here where this is a tribute to Chinks, and then the, the police are there. Some people are saying the police were doing stop-and-frisk. Others are saying they were you know, mm-hmm. doing their job getting guns off the streets. What do you think about that?
9: Well, I, I, I think the, the, the matter, first of all, my condolences to the family first and foremost. Um, you know, what happened to Chinks is, is, is a tragedy, but as many of the panelists have mentioned before, the, the issue is much bigger than, than, than hip-hop. You know, so many communities across the nation are dealing with extreme violence a- as a result of poverty and unemployment, you know, crumbling school systems. So, again, it's, it's bigger than hip-hop. Uh, I think, more importantly, the tragedy is that there's an industry that exploits these social ills, what's going on in our communities, for entertainment and profits. You know, and, and you can kind of look at the industry as as the pimp, and the artists are being exploited almost like prostitutes. Mm. Um, you know, and, and the truth, people don't may, may not want to face this, but both parties glorify this function. When I say both parties, I mean the industry and some of these artists. You know. And at the end of the day, the the artist suffers and sometimes becomes a victim, you know. And, 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 that's, a, and that's a
0: tragedy. Sebastian, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. We are out of time for this show. And um, but I would love to have you come back when we can talk specifically about that issue at greater depth, because yes. I know it's one that our audience is very, very concerned about.
9: OK, can All we make right. that Thank deal you
0: You'll come back for us? Yes alright thank you so much I know you got up early I appreciate it thank you that's Sebastian Elkaby he's a hip hop uh, culture historian and uh, we are out of time for this show Janelia just going to give you the final word here on this what, what you want to say to you know, what you, what you want to say to the tri-state and the country and people are listening right now
1: um, I just pretty much want everybody to remember him and, and, and the legacy that he tried to build um, just remember him for his talent and, and his drive to just want to make a mark in this industry. Um, he, he's done that. I, I wish he can see the impact that he actually had on a lot of people because I don't even think he realized how many people actually were in tune with him. Um, and let's just get back to the bigger picture and, and get justice for and, and closure for me, his family, and his friends, and, and the people that care that he's gone.
0: 1-800-577-TIPS and you don't have to give your name really you don't have to give your name they give you a number
3: that's correct you don't
0: then they don't find out so one eight hundred five seven seven tips if you have any information I want to thank all of our guests for being with us here in studio Janelle Pickens again our condolences to you and your thank family you, you. and and really thank you so so much for caring you know about your husband and also about this issue of gun violence that you can come and speak to us. I just
1: don't want it to be pressed under the rug. So anything I can do to keep his name surfaced and keep this story alive and keep the people talking, we're going to make sure it gets done. All right. And we and we appreciate that.
0: Dricky Graham, thanks for being with us. Uh, Rob Markman, senior hip-hop editor for MTV News. Um, former NYPD detective Derek Parker, the the hip-hop cop. His book is The Notorious COP. Shanduke McFadder, founder of GMAC. I want to thank you all very, very much. And uh, we had on the phone City Council Member Jumani Williams earlier. Tomorrow kicks off Gun Violence Awareness Month. And uh, we'll be covering this story further for you on the Fox 5 News at 6 and 10 today. Follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers. Quick shout-out to every all the athletes and uh, supporters at the Sports for Peace dinner at the UN this week. Shout-out to uh, NFL veteran Tutan Reyes and New York Giants linebacker Jamil McClain for their support, NBA ambassador, uh, former NBA star Felipe Lopez and everyone else that was there. Also, shout out to everyone at the Wellness Lounge in uh, South Orange, New Jersey and also the the Montclair Cheetah Kids soccer team, even though you guys were 1-1 in 16 16- you're still winners in my book. <laughs> Keep it up. So I want to thank everybody here at Hot 97, our general manager, Dion Levingston, program director, Pio Faro; music director, T.T. T. Torres, my Hot 97 team, hashtag team Lisa, executive producer, Tone Capone, associate producer, Rose D. Our production assistants today from Mia Bell, Melissa Quinones, digital assistant, the one and only... TJ Charles, June is TJ's birthday month. You can start lining up. The gift registry is on uh, rolex.com. Uh, board up, Mike Medium, a uh, big shout out to him. Thank you for all your help. And uh, again, I'll be posting the latest... Um, as we get developments in this case, because I'm following it very closely, doing things behind the scenes when I'm there and have the opportunity to question these uh, top brass at the NYPD that are the detectives about what's going on, I'm doing that at press conferences too. So follow me on Twitter if you're interested in this at Lisa Evers and Instagram at Lisa Evers Fox Five News at six and ten tonight. Remember, have a great a great week. Use your mind; it's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace.
5: Push.
6: WQHD and WQHD HD1 New York Hot 97
2: This is where hip
8: hop lives